I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We've all watched over the last 10 years, 15 years or so, Benji Marshall burst on the scene, Sean Johnson, Carmichael Hunt, Caelan Ponga, these sort of guys are these steps that we've just never seen before. And the reality is, well, I did the exact same thing, but it was in the late 80s. And in the 80s, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, we didn't have Reels, we didn't have all these things. Down the block, Andrew John, inside for Elba. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Over the last week or so, I've been naming my favourite team of all time. So going through a position, position, naming my favourite players of all time. And if you've been listening, you'd know all the teams so far. If you haven't caught up on them yet, I'll give you a little hint. I had fullback, I've got Carmichael Hunt. On the wings, I had Greg Inglis and Anthony Minicello. In the centres, I went with Mal Meninga and Jamie Lyon. At 5'8", I went with Cliffy Lyons, the natural. At 7, I went with Joey Johns. Now, we're diving into the forward pack. And we're going to start at lock forward and... This is a guy that I simply had to have in this team somewhere. Uh, I wanted to get him at six. I couldn't leave Cliffy Lyons out. I wanted to get him at center. I couldn't leave Mal Meninga. I couldn't leave Jamie Lyon out of this side. And this is the best thing about this footballer. For me, he's the most versatile guy of all time. I've said a few times now, if I had to pick one team of 13 of the same bloke, it would definitely be this guy. I think my keen listeners, you're going to know who I'm talking about. Let's kick it off. The lock forward in my favourite team of all time is, of course, Brad Freddie Fittler. As I said, this guy, I could have named him at centre. I could have named him at 5'8". I could have named him at lock. I could have named him anywhere in this side. He's the most versatile footballer we've ever seen for me. The beauty of Brad Fittler was that at any point during his career, you could throw him the 5'8 jersey, a centre jersey, or a lock jersey, and he would be the best on the field in that position. He was simply incredible. A Dallium medal award winner in each of those positions. Simply incredible. And 
For me, Freddie achieved a lot before the age of 30. Realistically, Freddie achieved a lot before the age of 19. Um, He'd won a premiership. He'd played New South Wales. He'd represented the Kangaroos. He'd done absolutely everything at such a young age. It all just came naturally to Freddie. He was just a one-in-a-million guy. And we've all watched over the last 10 years, 15 years or so, Benji Marshall burst onto the scene, Sean Johnson, Carmichael Hunt, Caelan Ponga, these sort of guys with these steps that we've just never seen before. And the reality is... Brad Fittler did the exact same thing, but it was in the late 80s. And in the 80s, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Facebook, Instagram. We didn't have Reels. We didn't have all these things. So this is the same impact that Freddie had, though. And social media, as I said, didn't exist then. But you hear the old players talk about that when they were coming through their junior footy during the 80s and the guys in first grade, there was just a whisper around the country of this kid that was coming out of Western Sydney and he did not disappoint. He did not disappoint at all. Uh, coming through the Penrith system there, he burst onto the scene, came into a really good Panther side, which was important for Freddie. Got to play alongside as you know, alongside guys as Roy Simmons, Mark Geyer, um, you know, Greg Alexander, all these legends. But the most important thing for me, he was coached by Phil Gould. And Phil Gould, he was a really guiding figure throughout Brad Fittler's career, whether it was a club or representative arena. I think Gus Gould's probably the best thing to ever happen to Freddie, realistically. Uh, he burst onto the scene, big expectations. He came in as a 17-year-old year old he was studying for the hsc at the same time simply incredible i mean when you think about you know footy's tough now back then it was brutal it was really really tough and freddie there wasn't much to him you know he was a big body for 17 18 but he wasn't a man yet he was still growing into his body he was you know it was a massive test for him and you know the the way that he burst onto the scene you could just tell straight away he was just set to be a superstar from the very beginning as i said he came in with these big left foot steps that we've just we've never seen anything like it yeah we we see guys come in now and you know, if someone's got a really good step, the reality is you've seen them on YouTube for two and a half years. You look at a guy like Joseph Suwali, this the, the, this sort of progression is going to be the future. You're going to know about these guys two years before they set the NRL alight. Freddie, for a lot of people, is the first time seeing him, and he just carved up. He was simply incredible, Freddie. Um, wasn't long until he was on the Kangaroo Tour. He went on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour. He obviously lost the grand final in 1990 as well, so... Uh, a pretty, you know, up and down year. He went on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour, as I said, as an emu. And if you don't understand that, there's the Kangaroo Tour. But then there's the guys that go along that they tend not to play many games, but they're on the tour. They're called the emus. So they'll play against all the club sides uh, during the tour. Freddie was one of those. The rumor is that he put on about 16 kilos, just pizza, beer, and chalky milk. Uh, he did not miss on that trip. Then he came back to Penrith. Uh, I think he got in a bit of trouble during the offseason. I think he was found passed out outside a police station or something. Then I think it might have been a little bit of a wake-up call for Freddie. And 91, the Penrith Panthers, they returned to the grand final. They defeat the Canberra Raiders, a team that had beaten them the year before. Got to remember the Canberra Raiders. They're going for three premierships in a row, yeah. Beat Balmain in 89, beat Penrith in 90. 91, they were going for three in a row. Uh, Brad Fittler, he was instrumental in that grand final. There's a pass that he throws in that grand final. Uh, I forget who he puts over, but he sort of... It's a set play, and Mark Iyer puts puts Freddie away down down the guts, and he throws this pass over his shoulder. The timing was just perfect. And, you know, it's the first... Out, outside of the little clips of the sidestep, it's the first real big moment that I remember from Freddie thinking, wow, this guy, he's special. There's also a tackle that he makes on Mal Meninga. Uh, Mal Meninga, the, the Penrith Panthers put in a really average kick. Mal gets it down the left edge, and he's he's down the sideline. Now, this is a future immortal of our game up against 19-year-old Brad Fittler, and Freddie puts on the best chop tackle 
you will see. Um, Scott Sattlers, he took him out. That was Todd Byrne. This is Mal Meninga. Yeah, this is Mal Meninga against a 19-year-old Brad Fittler. Type it on YouTube if you don't know what I'm talking about. A simply unbelievable moment in rugby league, one that I love to see. And this was the beauty of Freddie. He was a leader from the very start. Um, you know, was playing for the Kangaroos at 19, state of origin the year after. Simply unbelievable. And, you know, we, we, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, the Super League would come along soon and it would end up delivering Brad Fittler to the Roosters. Thanks to Phil Gould, he would have played a major part in it. And it's at the Roosters where Freddie really takes his game to a new level. Uh, he arrives in 96, 95, around that mark. And they're there and thereabouts all through the late 90s. Um, they're just a step away from really being a champion side. They get to the year 2000. They make it to the grand final. They take on the Brisbane Broncos, which is essentially uh, essentially a kangaroo side in a Bronco jersey. They were incredible, that team. They go down in that game. And you could just see post-2000, Brad Fittler, he just went to another level. 2001, the Knights go on to win the premiership, of course. Uh, but after that, 2002, he takes the Roosters all the way to the grand final. They defeat the New Zealand Warriors. He plays a huge role in it. There's a hit that he gets from from Richard Villasanti, I'm sure you would have seen, um, that really spurs the Roosters on. He kicks a cracking 40-20, lays a try on for Brian Fletcher. He lays a perfect pass on for Craig Wing to score. And a relief for Freddie, yeah. I mean, he, he'd arrived at the Roosters as the guy to turn the club around. You've got to remember the Roosters, they're not the club they are now back then, yeah. They needed a guy to arrive, and Brad Fittler, he set the tone for this club. He's He set the tone for the success they're having now. He turned this franchise around completely. Uh, he makes it to the grand final the next two years, 03 and 04, and this is where Freddie plays his most complete footy, and I quite often talk about this with halves, that you get post 30, and there's nothing you haven't seen before. Nothing surprises you. You've seen it all before, and Freddie, he had seen it all. He knew it all like the back of his hand, and the other really special thing about Freddie, once he got to this age, he had a young Brett Finch there, and Brett Finch cops a heap from people, and that's fine, but Finchie, he was a really talented footballer, and Brad Fittler, his ego didn't get to him. He allowed Finchie to step forward and let himself take a backward step and just just take over games when he needed to, step in and do his little thing, but let Finchie run the side. It was really special, and 03, they lose to the Panthers in the pissing rain. Uh, Luke Prittis has the game of his life. 2004, it rains again. I was there in 03. I was there in 04. Chaotic games. Uh, he comes within a whisker of winning that game as well. And the one thing about the 2004 grand final, I'll never forget, Brad Fittler's last ever game, he puts in this perfect kick to Chris Walker to score the first try. Left foot banana kick back over the ruck. Just rugby league poetry, you know. I'll never forget being there for that moment. Simply incredible. And 04 didn't end the way it was meant to for Freddie. He came back in the Origin Series that year as well and was instrumental in that. Uh, of course, there's game three. I was there for that one too, where he charges down uh, Darren Lockyer's chip kick from his own 40 or so and regathers and just goes untouched. Just one of those great Brad Fittler moments. He was full of them. He just had everything, Freddie. The most complete footballer I've ever seen for me. And by that, I mean attack, defense, kicking, passing. He could just do everything. There was nothing Freddie couldn't do. There was no position he couldn't play where he couldn't handle himself. It was a big enough body that if you were desperate, 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 you could put him in the front row and he would have done a job for you. Sort of guy Freddie was. He was one of those halves where if his team was on the back foot and he could tell that his forwards weren't winning the ruck, he would do it himself. There's a moment in the 2002 grand final. They score the first try through Brett Mullins and they're coming down the left edge and they're trying to come out of their own end. They're having trouble and Brad Fittler, he just takes the ball straight up the guts, makes his 15 metres, gets his elbows and knees, gets a quick play of the ball and then Brian Fletcher sends it down the left side with Shannon Hegarty. He eventually finds uh, Brett Mullins and they score but it's those sort of moments that sum up Freddie. 
He was just a guy that could get your team on the front foot at any moment. He's a tremendous leader, a tremendous footballer, a guy that I would never, ever, ever leave out of a starting 13. For me, and I'll talk about this more about this over the next few weeks with a new segment I'm going to be launching on the podcast, but he has to be an immortal for me. He simply has to be. He was too good not to be. He's still in the rugby league circles. He's still coaching in rugby league. He does think a little bit differently. A little bit differently. He's a little bit outside of the box. He always was. You're just seeing more of it now. Freddie, I'm a huge fan of him. The most versatile player I've ever seen. One of the best leaders we've ever seen. And I will never, ever, ever pick a rugby league team and not pick Brad Fittler when I'm when, when I'm allowed to. A simply incredible footballer. A guy I got all the time in the world for. A guy I'd love to have on the podcast one day. It would be an absolute cracker.